I know a lot of people want to compare this season to 2012. And I get that. I can understand that comparison. And that understand that comparison is because I'm trying not to be rude, but you didn't know baseball before 2012. That's when your Oriole fandom began. You kind of knew about them during the losing years. But 2012 is when you fell in love with them. And that's not my relation. Good morning. It is Monday, August 17th. The Orioles had a fine weekend. Could have been better. Always almost better. And we'll get to that. But they did add two wins and two losses since we last spoke on Friday. All right. So I get it. You're comparing this season to 2012 because you don't know any better. Because 2012 was a year that the Orioles weren't supposed to do anything, but they did. But see, you're a little late to the party. Because you probably didn't pay attention to the Orioles until July or August of 2012. Really, that season started in 2011 where you saw the team come together for that final season with Boston. And you saw them play good enough and knock Boston out at the end, where you saw some thin click in this team in 2011 that then all got built upon in 2012. So guess what? There was none of that last year. The 2019 season showed you nothing to look forward to in 2020. So I'm sorry that you're new to baseball. I'm sorry that you're new to the Orioles and that you want it to be 2012 because 2012, there's nothing wrong with 2012. 2012 has some great baseball memories for me. But if you want to compare this season to something, compare it to the 1989 Why Not series season. The season where the Orioles were the worst team in baseball the year before. And suddenly they got a little chip on their shoulder and they came in with a team of players that nobody knew where you had to learn all the names and that team went on to be really, really fun and almost, almost make it into the playoffs. But it was an awesome year and that is when I fell in love with the Orioles. Sure, I went to Oriole games years before then, but 89... I'm nine years old. That's when it all clicked. So that's what you, that's a better comparison than 2012. Though 2012 is more recent in your memory. And for many of you, you probably weren't born in 1989. So I'll forgive you on trying to compare it to 2012. But I definitely recommend that you go onto YouTube and look up the 1989 Why Not videos. There's a great version of it on our YouTube page where we do a little mystery science theater, walking you through it and kind of giving you 
uh, what our perspective was during that season as nine-year-olds and as a thing that was a huge landmark in our Oriole fandom. So, I, But let's talk about the 2020 Orioles. So Friday, we finished that game from the Nats series. He got the win. So that made it six wins in a row and two sweeps in a row. Then we started a new series on Friday night. Orioles got blown up on Friday night, which sucks. But come on, we are playing the World Series champions. They are supposed to be better than us. And on Saturday, we bounced back. It was great to see the Orioles bounce back on Saturday. It's always good to see a team fight. And on Saturday, they bounced back with that 7-3 win. And then on Sunday, they fell behind uh, 4-1 and 5-1, something like that. And then uh, I guess it was 3-1 because that Orioles, Santander got that home run in the first. So 3-1, then it, then it stretched out to 5-1. to one. Then the Orioles came back and tied it up at 5-5. And then Ruiz had a rough throw over to Nunez at first base that... Should have ended the inning. Instead, it allowed a run to score in the eighth, and then the Orioles ended up losing six to five. But games like that, games like that game yesterday, is why I have fallen in love with this team. They fight. They come back. They're always in it. Somehow, there's clutch hitting. They got a one of the best batting averages in baseball. I mean, they're just. Clutch performances, uh, home runs, it's just they're really fun to watch. Mean struggled on Sunday. That's the big takeaway is Mean struggled. They were planning on letting him play, pitch like three innings, kind of work him slow anyway. But he got only two outs in the first inning, and then they had to pull him because his pitch count got up to 30-some pitches. So that's disappointing. Uh, this uh, Jorge Lopez guy that came in, though, that we just signed on Friday, I believe, uh, did an excellent job holding down the fort and coming in and a long relief appearance. But anyway, uh, the Orioles, don't worry about it. It's just one game because we are 12 and 9. We have a plus 7 run differential. We've won 7. We're 7 and 3 for the last 10. Those are all great. And we're two and a half back from first place. So I was reading this weekend about some experts saying how what the Orioles need to do and the Orioles and the Orioles, Orioles are starting to get some national love because they're defying the odds and they're playing decent teams and doing it. And they said what the Orioles need to do is the Orioles need to get to 500. If the Orioles can get to 500 at the end of the season, they will be a playoff team. So what that means is right now we're 12 and 9. So that means the Orioles need to win 18 more games. So we can, if we can finish out this season, the rest of the season, play 18 and 21, which is worse than what we've been playing, we can make the playoffs. That's pretty exciting. If we can get 30 wins, we should be able to make the playoffs. That's exciting, and that's unexpected, and that's nothing that you would have said before. We're up to 12 wins. I predicted low tw- 20s. Matt predicted 15 for win totals. Uh, the Orioles should surprise us all and pass all those numbers. The Orioles are going to do better than anyone uh, predicted. And it's great. We've had such a good first third of the season. 
that it's going to be hard. I guess it's just over a quarter of the season. First quarter of the season. No, third. 21 games out of 60. That would be a third. I was right. That we've done so good that you now have to cheer for the Orioles to make the playoffs because there's no longer a chance of getting the number one draft pick. Like, we can't lose enough games now to get that number one draft pick. It's just the Pittsburgh Pirates are horrible. They have four wins. They are going to get the number one draft pick. If they don't, Boston only has six wins. They may get it. The Giants only have eight wins. The Cardinals haven't played enough games, but they only have four wins. Seattle and L.A. only have seven. Toronto only has seven. The Orioles can't get that number one draft pick. They're too good, and that's weird. So if you're one of these guys who is rooting against the team for the draft pick, it's time to come on board. Join the Oriole train, and I suggest you hop on now because this week is going to be a fun week for the Orioles. This week, we play Toronto Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, who I just mentioned has seven wins. And after that, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get four against Boston, who I mentioned has six wins. Uh, If you remember, for you guys that love that 2012, 2013, 2014 time frame of baseball, the big knock against the Orioles was always run differential. This year, the Orioles' run differential is plus seven. The the, uh, Blue Jays, who we play, is minus 10, and the Red Sox, who are just getting blown out every night, is minus 40 for the run differential. So the Orioles should be winning. In the next seven games, we have a chance to win five, six, seven of these games. And that could be huge. So enjoy this week. There's no, no pitchers have been announced yet for the Orioles, so we're going to have to just wait and figure all that out. Um, I did want to talk about Anthony Santander, or however you're saying it, this, pronouncing it this year, Santander, whatever it is, because he was a star on Sunday. Got two home runs, two monster home runs, one deep into the flag court, another into Utah Street, almost mirror images of each other, six or seven feet apart. Now, Santander was signed by a free agent in 2011, by the Indians. He wasn't drafted. So it falls back into this pattern that we've got of this entire team this year is like nobody's that people didn't want or people didn't take a chance on. The Orioles took him in the 2016 Rule 5 draft. So this is a Dan Duquette product. 100% Dan Duquette went for Anthony Santander. And it's, it's him that we can thank for this. So I know you guys are upset that Bundy is, and you're blaming Bundy or you're blaming Duquette that Machado didn't stick around or whatever. So you want to hate Duquette because, uh, because of the Davis contract. Whatever you want to hate Duquette on, I don't care. You can have those opinions. I, it's not how I judge GMs. I judge GMs by stuff like this, that he signed Anthony Santander and he brought over. Anthony Santander... When he joined the Orioles, the highest he got to was single A. And he's was a Rule 5 guy, obviously. And he is really shining for the Orioles. Um, he's part of 
that great batting average that we've got because he's got a 271 batting average. I mean, he's just on fire this year and playing a great right field. Seven home runs, 271. Last year he batted, or for his career, he batted 252. So he's playing above average now, or what that really means is after three years, 2017, 2018, 2019, now into his fourth year in the big leagues, he is shining and he is hitting his stride. And that's exactly what we need right now. So get ready. I wish I could go over some pitching matchups for you, but I don't have them as I record yet. Um, or those are a little late to get those out. Go on over and check out 336er.com. If you want to really help and support Section 336 and 336 Dailies, you can go to 336er, that's 336er.com, and support us for $3.36 a month. That's pennies. It's nothing. You are saving way more money than that by the Orioles not having fans in the stadiums this year. So... If you could help us out over there, that's greatly appreciated. So now as you're going, remember your homework for this week. Your homework is, if you're a 2012-er, if you're someone who keeps saying this year is like 2012, go to YouTube and search 1989 Orioles Why Not. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.